0: It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the compliance evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a more effective compliance program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Designing a process for continuous monitoring. Most CCOs and compliance practitioners understand the need for continuous monitoring. Whether it be a part of your overall monitoring of third parties, employees, or to test the overall effectiveness of your internal controls and compliance Continuous monitoring is a part of a best practices compliance program. While most compliance practitioners are aware of the tools which can be applied for continuous monitoring, they may not be aware of how to design a process for it. Put another way, how do you develop a methodology for building continuous monitoring process that yields sustainable, repeatable results? Jill Orengel, co-founder and principal at Visual Risk IQ, uses a five-step process which is brainstorm, two, acquire and map data, three, write queries, four, analyze and report, five, refine and sustain. I'm going to go through all five. Brainstorm. Under this step, the compliance practitioner sits down and goes through a multi-item list to better understand the objectives and set forth the process going forward. The brainstorming session will include planning, the monitoring objectives, and understanding the data sources available to the team. Understanding relationships between the monitoring objectives and data sources is essential to the monitoring process. During brainstorming, a company's risk profile and its existing internal controls should be reviewed and discussed. Finally, there should be a selection of continuous monitoring queries and a prioritization thereon. The initial meeting may also include company representatives from a variety of other corporate disciplines, including audit, IT, legal, finance, sales, and business development. Two, acquire and map data. There may be a need to discuss security considerations, whether or how to redact or mask sensitive data and ensure files are viewable only by team members with a need-to-know requirement. Then come balancing, which consists of comparing the number of records, checksums, and control totals between the source files, and then recalculating the number of records, checksums, and control totals. Balancing is performed to make sure that no records are dropped or somehow altered and that files have integrity. Somewhere related is making sure that the version of the files is the correct one. For example, if you're required to obtain year-end data, year-end close could be weeks after the close, closing of entries have been recorded depending on the department engaged in the year-end process. Types of system control records could include ERP data from multiple data processing systems, including statistics on numbers and locations of vendors, brokers, and agents. You may want to consider watch lists from such organizations as OFAC, Transparency International, Politically Exposed Persons, or other public data source information. Some of the data sources include information from your vendor master file, general ledger payments, and payment data from accounts payable, P-cards, or your travel, gifts, and entertainment expense systems. You should also consider sales data and contract awards as correlations between spending and sales, they may be significant. Finally, do not forget external data sources such as your third party controls. All data should be initially secured and then transmitted to the Control Continuous Monitoring Tool. Of course, you'll need to take care that the Continuous Monitoring Tool understands and properly maps the data in the form it is submitted. Three, write queries. This is where the compliance subject matter expertise brings expertise and competence to assist in designing the specific queries to include continuous monitoring. It could be that you wish to focus on the billing of your third parties, your employees' spends on GTE, or petty cash flow outlays. From initial results, you will receive back and then refine your queries and filter them going forward. Four, analyze and report. In this process step, you are now ready to begin substantive review and any needed research of potential exceptions in reporting results. Evaluating the number of potential exceptions and modifying queries to yield a meaningful yet manageable number of potential exceptions going forward is critical to your long-term success. You should prioritize your initial results by size, age, and potential exception you should perform a root cause analysis of what you might have uncovered. Finally, at this step, you can prioritize the data for further review through a forensic review. An example might be if you look at duplicate payments or vendors to employ conflicts. Through such an analysis, you can determine if there were incomplete vendor records, whether duplicate payments were made and were such payments within your contract terms and conditions. Five, refine and sustain. This is the all-important remediation step. You should use your root cause analysis and audit information to recalibrate your compliance regime as required, in other words, continuous improvement. At this step, you should also apply the lessons you have learned for your next step going forward. You should refine through addition or deletion of your input files, thresholds for specific queries, or other query refinements. For example, if you set dollar limits so low that too many potential exceptions resulted for a thoughtful review, you might raise the dollar limit threshold for monitoring. Conversely, if you selected amounts that were too low that it did not generate sufficient controls, exceptions, you may need to lower your parameter limits. Finally, you can use this step to determine the frequency of your ongoing monitoring. What are today's three key takeaways? One, create a process to monitor your controls. Two, use a compliance subject matter expert to work with your internal control specialist to develop queries from a compliance perspective. And finally, number three, do not forget the feedback loop nature of this process by integrating your results going forward. This will give you not only continuous testing, but it will give you continuous improvement going forward. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow where we take up another topic in continuous improvement on 31 days to a more effective compliance program. As a call to action, I would ask that you tell one of your colleagues about this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance, 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, and this month's topic of continuous monitoring. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network, and this month's sponsor is Affiliated Monitors. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow for another episode in 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.